0: This week on The Adventurer's Vault, we discover the fate of Segura. Are you sure you don't want to suck on this troll organ real quick? Uh, that's disgusting. And no, I really want to know what happened with Segura.
1: Don't you think that you should calm down a little bit before we go that way? We should probably...
0: I'm not going to calm down until somebody tells me what happens with Segura, or I'm going to log on and leave you all bad reviews.
1: <laughs> that's
2: that's, not, that's not how it works. You definitely shouldn't do that. No, no, that is... <laughs> But seriously, i got to wrap up this troll organ real quick.
0: Okay, you guys have completely lost it. I might have used too much. I might have used too much. <laughs> you guys are just hopeless. Sephron was easily the best member of this party. Did anybody at least get a look at whoever shot him with that arrow? There was a
1: man who had brown hair and wearing leathers and give him sort of he features. Yeah, a bow, a goatee. Yeah, yeah. Basic. leather
2: whips, couple chains. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to another uh, action-packed episode of The Adventurer's Vault of Mountain Tail. When we left off, I just killed Sigorum. It's
2: the only <laughs> way you're gonna kill him. Some
3: story bullshit.
4: Uh, yeah, I thought about that. How many times do I get to die before I can't come back? Well, you got your punch card, right?
3: You guys have punch cards? Ooh, oh, well, we were kind of playing Sigorum Bingo. I've Wait, got four. I got 4 I didn't
1: get in on that. Um, who? can we? Can I? Can I? Who, had, who
3: had arrow to the lung? <laughs> um. All right, we're still playing then. Yeah. All right. Nobody got
2: bingo. I'll come back.
1: <laughs> Better, otherwise we're all dying.
2: I had Warhammer to the balls. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's seen the Immortal movie.
0: Oh my god. No, no, I need uh, to. It's on my it's, list.
3: Crushes, it's brutal. No, it's, it's
2: pretty brutal. I don't know why I brought it up. I'm sad now.
4: <laughs> You and you made the rest of us sad too. Oh. Well, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't think that would kill somebody, but they would definitely maybe want to be dead. So so sometimes you just give up. (laughs) You're like, I just, I don't want Uh, to anymore. It's worse
2: too much. It's it's the worst version of that Casino Royale scene. (laughs) You just let your spirit go.
3: (laughs) Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, Can we raise the last two minutes of my life?
3: (laughs) Well, then we're going to go ahead and get into it. And as the camera pans, we see the three of you gathered around Sigourm on the ground. And Will is trying to bring him back. But then the camera shifts. or we go somewhere else? Sigorm blinks as he stares up into the open sky. It's daylight. A calm breeze blows through. He looks up and there's trees. The familiar apple trees of an orchard he's seen before. The familiar smells of earth. As he leans up from the ground where he's laying, takes a moment to ponder, why am I here? How am I here? Standing up, he begins his slow walk through the orchard again. He's been here before curious if he'll actually lead somewhere this time but as he walks through the trees something's different this time he hears something the crackle of a fire the small telltale puff of smoke as he walks forward into a clearing sitting on a log near the fire is an older human with white hair wrapped in a simple white robe with a rope belt poking the fire with a stick he looks up and sees Sigorm. Sigorm apple hand welcome to the orchard have a seat
4: Sigorm looks down to his hands. Do I have apples in my hand?
3: Yes, you have an apple in your hand. And as you look, you're dressed in the same outfit he is.
4: White robe with a rope belt. Mm-hmm. Just simple plain garb.
3: No sign of your weapons or
4: armor. Well, given the lack of equipment, I think I will sit down taking a bite of the apple.
3: It's a good apple. It's similar to the ones you've had so far that you find in your pockets from time to time. A sweet, delicious red. The figure sits and nods. They're not bad. They're pretty good.
5: Indeed. Sigorum Apple hand, you say?
3: Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's how I've come to know you. Um, forgive me. This is a little strange, I know. My name is Jacoby Mankai. I'm dead. This is my
4: hell. And you've gotten involved. Sigorum takes in the scenery of the orchard and the smell taste of the apple for him it's one of the more peaceful places he's been everything is so still almost like there's no demand you're just there he finds himself a little skeptical and also curious he's known living beings that have dwelled in, in worse places worse you know uh scenario
5: hell hardly
3: jacoby kind of looks around and Nods, but like you catch him looking off to his right. And as you follow his eyes, there's a gravestone. Not too far away from the gravestone is a small log cabin, rustic, simple. But again, reinforcing this place doesn't seem so bad, but there's a name on the tombstone, Tresta, which sounds orcish. But Jacoby nods, This would be almost idyllic for anyone else. But for me, this is hell. This is a reminder of everything I failed. Let me give you a little background. In my time, I was... A vengeful man. Bitter. My father had been killed by orcs. and It's a tale as old as time. My kind has hunted your kind. Your kind hunts my kind. Hate has always seemed to be between our people. But I, I took it too far. They called me the patron saint of orc killing. And I... I loved it. I reveled in it for decades. And then... On a patrol one day, uh, we were attacked, and I I hit my head. And, (laughs) like you, I I lost my memories. Everyone else had died, so I wandered. And in my wanderings, I came here, to an orchard just like this, to a cabin just like that. And I met an orc woman. She took care of me. She loved me. I loved her. It was everything I didn't think I could be. But after a year or two, my soldiers found me. And I remembered. I remembered who I was. The hate. And I ordered them to kill her. The woman that I had loved. I don't know if it's just because I don't actually know what love is. Or I was scared. Scared that the truth would come out. But the universe could not abide a betrayal like that. The next battle I was killed is the way of a soldier, but... I had been cursed to spend eternity in this orchard till I found a way to make it right. For the, the greatest sin I had committed, killing the woman I love. And that was where it was going to end, until you came along. But we'll get to how you're involved. First, we need to fix you. You've forgotten what you need to remember. And I wish there was more time, I do, but it's run out. And we need to restore you, Sigourm Applehand. Wait. Jacobi Mankind, Sigorum blink and step into an arid wasteland. Looking around, Jacobi looks over at Sigorum. The place of your birth, your homeland. Do you remember it?
5: I can't be sure. I, uh, it feels heavy here. The air is thick. Smells like rust.
3: It's an awful place to live. My kind drove you out of the good lands to this... This desolate place. And all it did was made you stronger. All we've ever done is made you stronger. But you see that hill over there, with those figures on it. And he points. And Sigorum looks. And off in the distance there's an, a female orc at the bottom of the hill. She carries the weight of power with her. Surrounding her are orcish youth, predominantly early teens, listening to her instructions. And she points, and at the bottom of the hill are many large boulders. And she gives them instructions. Partner up and be the first to the top with their rock. God help anyone else. And the orcish children immediately grabbing the rocks, pairing off and begin shoving. Except for two. Two orcish boys with similar facial features and hairs. They could be brothers. More than likely they are. The female looks over at them. Do you think because you're my sons... I won't punish you. We know that better than anyone, mother. Watch your mouth, Socorum. And the other boy, who we can now recognize as a young Sagorum, just smirks and the three figures watch as the various children push their boulders up, jostling and wrestling. Some focus on the task at hand, some fighting each other and losing their rocks as they roll down the hill. But one pair is getting near the top. And as they do, Socoram wraps his brother on the arm and points up. Young Socoram nods, and they sprint up the hill, going right for the pair. Blindsiding them, the two brothers knock them unconscious, stop the rock from rolling, and push it up the last five yards to the top. Looking down at their mother, she just nods. Life isn't fair. Cheating's how you survive. Do you remember that day, Sakorum?
5: I do now. It's coming back to me.
3: What was your mother like?
5: She was like the embodiment of an idea, an unbreakable principle. She was a purpose wrapped in flesh. She was the most powerful person I've ever crossed.
3: She's the one you get your powers from, isn't she? Yes. Was your father around?
5: Not like she was. He had, um, responsibility, duties of leadership. He managed the short term in the present. He was a driving force, but she was a life force. And your brother, Sakorum, did, did you get along? For a
3: while, yeah. Something drove you apart though? Yes. Let's look at that. Waves his hand and the scene begins to shift again. Jacobi and Sakorum enter a crowded orcish hall. Ghosted in memory, they are noticed by no one but see everything. Slightly older. Sagoram and Socorum sit watching. Other orcs feast and drink, getting drunk, being careless, but not them. The brothers must always watch. Their mother is important enough to make them a target at all times. The chief sits on a chair made of the bones of his enemies, both humanoid and not, drinking and feasting from the skull of a long dead enemy. And in the midst of this revelry, a person next to the chief pulls out a wicked blade and decapitates him. It's over in the blink of a moment. Immediately the hall is filled with cheers. A lust for this violence and appreciation of what just happened. The chief is dead. Long live the chief. And Sigoram and Sigorum turn to each other and acknowledge. Up there, on the throne, standing next to the corpse of his brother, is the new chief. This is how it has been. This is how it always will be. There can be only one. And neither of them has promised it sliding up next to them is their mother, looking at them, always judging, always searching for weakness, the crack that can be exploited. She is hard, but is it because of hatred or is it because of love? What did you learn today?
5: When you have expired, when your resolve is weak and you let your temptations control you, when you don't mind your drink or your feast, you will be tested or outright and you, Sikorum,
3: what did you learn? Sikorum slowly swirls the red liquid in his cup. Standing up, he raises a glass to the new chieftain, their father. And they watch as a couple of orcs drag their dead uncle off the platform. What I learned is that I can get others to move the body for me. And he sets his cup down and walks away from his brother. It will never be the same between them after this. It can't be. Their mother nods, approving. Both are right, neither are wrong. Jacobi looks over at Zagorm. Was there no more brotherly love between you after this?
5: Love, yeah. There was still love there in this moment, but it matured into reason.
3: Even being the chief's son, that crown is not guaranteed to either of you. You would have to separate yourself from the pack somehow, wouldn't
5: you? You would have to... ascend the pack. Let's look at that.
3: Jacobi and Sigourm walk through fields. The wind blows as blue skies above float. This isn't the arid wasteland of where we were before. But it's on the outskirts. If you look back, you start to see the rocks grow. But forward... Forward is life. Forward is green grasses and fields. And standing on the top of a ridge, looking over a village, are 40 orc youths. Various sizes and age, all roughly similar though. Boys, girls. And they're having a conversation. And this is one of the oldest games. One of the oldest rites. Who can take that village with the least amount of troops? And the bidding has begun. Some give small numbers, some say, I can take over five, some say four, some, uh, well, you'd have to have ten to hold it. And always watching, always listening, is Socoram, and Socoram,
5: Socoram, what are you thinking in this moment? Balance, tipping the scale, resources, it is a trick question to ask how many I would need. Details matter, the ones they didn't give, for those who only need a number. They intend to crush and take. You do not have the number. You need time to wear it down. Like water, he wrote stone.
3: Growing up without made you think a different way. Now, I find it interesting what happens next. And as they look, Sigorm turns his back on the crowd. And as Sigorm begins to walk towards the village, Jacobi and older Sigorm follow in step with him. Some of the orcs notice and begin to move forward. But Sikorum puts a hands out to hold him. He could die, Sigourm. He could. And they watch. Sigourm covers the ground between the crest of the ridge and the village. It's a smaller village with only a handful of guards. And they're on the outskirts watching. Because 40 orcs on a hill looking at your village is something to be concerned about. And as Sigourm walks into the middle, those guards fall back. Not, not sure how to handle the situation. And Sigourm is taken in every detail. Of this little hamlet. Troops. How many people live here. What he sees for sale. What the resources it could provide. And he decides it's enough.
5: My name is Sukorum And I wish to speak whoever leads your way of life.
3: Grumbling in the village. And then an older man steps forward. I I am Cardoc. I, I am a village elder.
5: Elder. Cardoc. You have a force upon you. But you still yet have options. You must choose. I've been tasked with occupying your village. One way or another. If you would be so kind to allow me to do it. There are certain things I can guarantee. If you deny me. There is only one thing I can guarantee. Would you like to choose or talk? Kardak looks around nervously. There's tension in the
3: village. Something is going on. Sigourm so looks where there's a flag of a nation it is now on the ground Sugorm so realizes something's going on here and you know, whereas these people might have been loyal to a king before something has changed but to surrender is still a hard bite Kardak begins to, to try to form words and a voice breaks out from the crowd ah oh, this is foolish they've abandoned our village they've, they've no intent of, of protecting us, securing us we're going to fall prey to someone. It might as well be someone reasonable. Socoram looks, and breaking from the crowd, the owner of the voice, a beautiful woman of similar age, speaking with power. But the villagers listen. Cardag nods. Uh, I guess what is left
5: to discuss then is terms. I did not say pray. I did not say surrender. I said occupy and guarantees. Let's talk. Kardak nods and points to his, his room
3: where Sigorm and the elder will sit and they will discuss. And over time, at their head, Sigorm will occupy and lead as owner of this prize, taken with one voice. But as he moves toward where they will discuss the future, he looks back. For where this was a profitable venture, he sees her and he wonders if that was the prize. Jacobi looks at older Sigorm. She ends up being rather important to you,
5: doesn't she? I always felt like there was something missing, so powerful, but I didn't think I could remember her face. You know, I I
3: searched through your memories, I've been trying to repiece them, rebuild them, but no matter how far I dig, I, I can't find her name.
5: To know a name, to speak a name, is to play with power. The moment I knew she meant something to me I had to protect it From even my own Where there was no name There was no power to play with Names Can be trapped Names can be cursed Words Have more than meaning They have power And as I long from my mother Where there was a man With a heart With a love There is always a way to weakness. Sometimes the most powerful magic is the magic that never needs to work.
3: Jacoby nods and the scene begins to change. So and Jacoby walk through those same fields. Time has passed though. The village is different. It's grown in size. The wheat fields are larger. There are animal pens now, herds. There are more people. And in the ensuing years the village has grown and appears to be prospering. And as Jacobi and Sigorm walk through the streets, they see very few people though, but they hear noise up ahead. As they enter the village square, they hear a large hubbub, and the villagers gathered around watching as two orcs square off in the middle, Sigorm and another brute of an orc, his name forgotten in time. And as the brute charges forward, Sigorm trips him, dragging his neck off the ground. He smashes it against his knee, until the large hulk stops moving. And in surprise, the people of the village cheer. Another challenger to Sigorm's peace has been ended. It's not always been easy. There have been hard lessons. But a balance has been found between orc and human. And the law is just. And it is simply Sigorm is in command. And as he wipes the, the mud and the blood off of himself, the woman from before in the last memory puts a hand on his shoulder and nods. No word is said between them, but she hands him a bracelet. Simple, metal, but filigreed, a symbol of power, and Sigourm puts it back on his wrist. He looks to the assembled orcs as if to say anyone else, but they all nod and get back to work, and the village regains its balance, and life goes on. How many challengers did you have over the years?
5: A few those who thought I was weak, that I expired. They tested me as their right, but I was true to my purpose, and now they all rest.
3: They didn't understand your philosophy, your way of doing things, you're different than other orcs.
5: I was raised to be different, there are visions to behold that not all eyes can see. There is harmony and strife, as my mother said. Pain. Is the fire of life's forge. There are those who are made too brittle. And there are those reinforced with purpose. Jacobi
3: nods as he listens. Pondering. Learning who Sigourm is. But he looks to the east. It all changes this day anyway. As a runner comes into the square. Sigourm! Sigourm! There's a rider coming!
5: Does he bear a flag?
3: Yes. Whose? it's it's a it's a red letter I, I think it's i think it's your people
5: open the gate
3: he rushes off to tell the people at the gate to open young sigorm marches toward it Jacobi and older sigorm following in step flanking as if his lieutenant's guardians of sigorm's past riding through the front gate on a ridgeback beast a war mount with another one trailing behind it a familiar figure that hasn't been seen in a few years. Sigourm, staring his brother, seconds pass. A full minute before they step forward and embrace each other. Still brothers, but more. There is harmony and strife.
5: I come bearing news, brother. Must be critical.
4: Father is dead. The moot has been called. We are to go. Sigourm looks back at the uh, few past years of his life. All of the things he's accomplished, and all the things he can never
5: admit. Sometimes success, achievement, bears its own secrets. We must go. There is no choice. There is no choice.
3: The brothers mount up, turning their beast. They go. Neither looks back, but Jacoby and Sigourm look, and the woman watches him go, knowing it would always be this way. But they mark that stepping out from behind her, a young boy of no more than four or five, Half human. Half orc. The scene shifts and we stand at the foot of a river. Sigorm and Jacobi watch. Several orc bodies float down the river. No one makes any attempt to save them. They did not survive. But Ten did, walking under the shores. The river flowing behind them. A wide river. A strong river. Dangerous to swim across. But a chieftain must be strong. A chieftain must be willing to do what he asks of others. So ten supplicants are left, walking into the large orc tent where so many years ago Sigorm and Sigorm's father had taken the throne. Their mother stands, older now, but every bit as dangerous, every bit the center of power. She is the arbiter of Succession, and she will not choose unfairly her own kind, for to lead the orcs is to be the strongest, and there is no place for nepotism. The ten enter. She takes out a jug, and begins to pour small ten glasses. She looks at the ten supplicants. There will be times in your life when your enemies will come for you. and They may not always face you in honorable battle. No, they will come from behind or the side. Sometimes coward's weapons. You must be able to survive. Your fortitude must be strong. And she holds her hand out to the glasses. The orcs all lean forward. And take their glasses one by one they begin to drink them down except we get to the end where Sigorm looks at his glass and Sigorm as his way swirls the liquid around and we see the eight begin to drop clutching their throat and he laughs and kneels down and throws a glass in one of their faces she didn't actually
5: say drink it
3: Jacobi looks at the scene and then at Sigorm.
5: what was the real
3: lesson here
5: A true leader controls the narrative it was not a test of fortitude it was not about being strong enough to resist poison for me it was a test of wit simply do not drink
3: at that point their mother steps forward good i did not play favorites but i did not race fools i did not suffer idiocy to suckle at my teeth that's why your brother is dead And she looks at the two of you. Long forgotten is he. But we must have a leader. There is one test to remain. The demon boar that killed my father, your grandfather. His spear resides in the beast. Still to this day, whoever brings me that spear will wear the crown. And then she looks back. And for almost the barest hint of weakness, I love you both, sons. But for the good of the tribe, I will have no trouble burying one of you today. And she turns away. And Segoram and Socorum look to the west, where the old demon is. Time passes. Night is falling. The tribe wonders. Perhaps there will be no new ground where today. Perhaps a new batch of supplicants will go through the test tomorrow. But she stands on the edge of the village, watching, looking into the darkness. Hope, not a word orcs use. Not really. Certainty, perhaps. It is rewarded when two figures come out of the darkness, one is grievously injured, leaning on the other, and using the strength of the spear to support the weight of his brother, comes Sigorum, not looking pleased, but looking like something was just thrust upon him, and their mother nods, and the orcs see that they have a chieftain once more. The scene shifts, and Jacobi and Sigorum walk through a battlefield, desiccated, destroyed bodies... In the background, the white walls of a fort. Fort chiton And we see a figure we've seen before, dressed in familiar armor, walking from the human lines. A human champion, walking forward to test the might of an orc leader. That leader walking through the ranks of the orcs, tall, pulling down his hood, revealing a long, dark ponytail. Sigorum. The last twenty years have not been kind, but they have made him strong. And he accepts this challenger. What's one more? After so many. Sigourm looks him up and down. He's young in his prime. Wearing good armor and holding the shield of an apple. Nothing is said and they nod. And they go to their own war. But soon it is over. And Sigourm stands over the body. Jacobi looks. And now you've met my great-great-grandson. Albrecht Jr. He was a good boy. Strong. I do not begrudge you this. Apple Applehand. My hands are stained with blood. I understand what it proves. I understand how it drips down the lineage. But what comes after I found interesting. And Sigorm holds up his axe, letting the other orcs be jubilant in his victory. This is nothing that pleases or excites Sigorm. This is one more butcher's bill to be paid, but for the orcs that follow of the Red Word tribe. This is everything. This is their victory. And as the human lines collapse, they overrun the fort. Their goal here. Desecration, for here lies the bones of the great orc slayer, General Jacobi Mankai, the patron saint of orc slaying. And as the fort is desiccated and its defenders slaughtered, at that point a casket is brought out from the fort, and the orcs cheer the bones of the orc slayer.
5: Take it to my tent for further inspection, the orcs do as commanded. At
3: this point, the orcs know the battle is over. They can loot and pillage and take what they want. The opposition is gone, now is the time of revelry, but as Sigourm steps into his tent looking as they put the casket on the ground, Jacoby and Sigourm step into
5: the tent as well.
3: Sigourm, what are you thinking about as you look at that casket?
5: I gave my people what they wanted, what they needed, but I could not hide that it was a hollow victory for me, what happened next I thought it best if not seen, and thus I kick open the casket.
3: And as Sigourm does, he looks at the bones. Hollow, empty human bones, meaningless to him. Meaning something to his tribe, but just a body. Sighing, he begins to close the casket, but then notices something. There, among the bones, a scroll, tied with a twine. And as he takes it, and unravels it. What was on the scroll, Sigourm?
5: At first I thought it was a language I did not know, but I understood it. I stumbled through its meaning by the time I realized what I was reading.
3: At that point, slipping into the tent is Socoram, and he grins at his brother with a wicked smile. Brother,
5: I've brought you a present.
3: And a half-orc in his mid-20 steps into the tent and looks at Socoram. Socoram looks at him and realizes, more than just who he is, what it
5: means. He is not personal, it's principle. I must test your resolve, as you have always.
3: And the half-orc lunges forward, and grabbing a femur out of the casket, he attacks and rips Sigorm's throat out. This is when I became a part of you. And as Sigorm falls to the dirt, the scroll flutters to the ground, catches the final meaning of it, as the words align in this last moment. In the valley of Causeway, there is a mountain, and as his eyes close for the last time, chaos ensues. As Sigorman and the scroll are trampled, the chieftain is dead. Jacobi and Sigorm step away, back into the orchard, and sit at the fire. Quite the sordid tale.
5: I'm sorry I didn't find another way that didn't involve you. No, uh,
3: no, quite the opposite, my friend. I'm glad. I'm glad. I have no hope of redemption as is. But when my femur was used to rip your throat out, the paradigm shifted. And now I'm back in the game. And I think I can help you. Because if I can help you become more than what you were.
5: Help me become more of what I was. Or more than what I am.
3: More than what you
5: are now.
3: See, I understand the old that That's Sigourm. I understand that life all too well. I understand what it means to, to have to go and conquer. And to leave what you love behind. No, no, that that person, that person's here with me in my hell. But the person you could become, the person you're trying to be, if I can help him be more than you are now by helping unlock your potential, maybe there's hope for me. You never had your mother's gifts before you came here. Don't you see? Since you've gotten here, since we've been together, you've untapped potential you never had before. It's not just me, but I can help you find it.
5: I'm not sure I can outlive a life that's already been lived.
3: A hard lesson I learned, and it's because I failed at it, is the most important thing we can do is the legacy we leave behind for those who come after. And the legacy I left for my people was hate. Even now, the generations of of my blood that come after me cannot find peace. There is still a chance for you to leave a legacy behind. Just like you did in that village. You found a way for those people to coexist. For orc and humans and all, all kinds to find a way forward. There's still a chance for you to do that. And I want to help you. I need
5: your help.
3: I need your help.
5: <laughs> we speak of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> help. I... Uh... Need. I dare say... I think I understand.
3: I understand me, and I think that means I understand you, and you understand you, and I think that means you understand
5: me. Is this a dream?
3: It is no less real because of it, though.
5: Will we speak again?
3: Yes, yes. Our connection grows stronger over time, but this is the easiest way. I I didn't want it to go down like this. I didn't want to force it. I wanted to develop more over time but we're out of time.
5: We're out of time.
3: And as we follow the camera, Scorm's eyes open. Back to the mountain, and he snaps awake.
5: <laughs> uh, no time.
3: No, no.
4: Zero's still in me. Is it? No, I have to take that shit out of yeah, It's humans. out. It's out. All right. So I was about to rip that thing. Out. <laughs> Damn, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like like reactionary yeah. I'm trying to pull something out that it, it ain't even there I'm like whoa not used to that kind of attention
5: <laughs> ah. I, got
2: I got you big guy just just uh, take a deep breath
5: thank you <clears throat> time to go
1: uh, are you
4: Get are you your sure shit. That-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think the word you were looking for is you're welcome
4: I no. said
3: thank you yeah, why would he say you're welcome?
1: Yeah, He got me a box. <laughs> <laughs> you're just in such shock that he woke up. Do you, you how etiquette works?
0: <laughs> did, he say, did he say that too? Yes. Yeah. Oh,
2: Okay. Well,
0: we'll explain that back.
5: <laughs> what could I say? except <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I
4: I did not make that joke. I can't use
5: it. Fuck Disney. Oh, that's great.
4: I might have used too much. Might have used too much. <laughs> 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 It's like the equivalent of an adrenaline shot.
5: <laughs> you better stop moving and getting excited.
4: <laughs> what did you
5: give him? Jeez. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm not at liberty to discuss patent laws and all that.
1: So- he looks like he's gonna die again.
2: Oh no, no, he's fine. It'll just—it's a—it's uh, about almost dying and suddenly coming back.
1: Tis nothing but a flesh wound. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, Sigurum, are were you okay?
5: I have no idea.
4: Well, there was a guy. Uh, away, <laughs> <laughs> a guy away. Well, no, I'm like <laughs> going to say east. like
3: I, to the east. Or? I'm going to say like you saw him shoot Segorum in the chest. Okay, and he went down, and you maybe were focused on that a little bit. You could give him a description of what he looked like. Though.
4: Okay, yeah. There was a man who the man who shot you in the chest had brown hair and wearing leathers and give him sort of yeah a bow, a, goatee, a yeah, yeah.
2: Basic. leather whips, a couple chains.
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Does any of that sound familiar? I remember the arrow just fine. <laughs> could you identify him if you've seen him again? You think you could, yeah? Yes. Well, let's start there. Which way? Uh, get your stuff.
1: Sigorum, don't you think we should... I, don't you think that you should calm down a little bit before we go that way? We should probably um, let you kind of breathe for a moment.
5: I think we should get moving while my blood is still pumping.
2: Are you sure you don't want to suck
5: on this troll
1: organ real quick? I think that that would be really beneficial.
2: <laughs> that's I, that's, not, that's not how it works. You definitely shouldn't do that. No, no. That <laughs> is... <laughs> but seriously, I gotta wrap up this troll organ real quick.
5: As yeah. far as I can tell, we fucking work here now. And he don't. Who? What? <laughs> the one who shot me.
2: Oh, yeah, no, we should definitely kill that guy. But I'm gonna make sure I package up what is essentially the, the consistent health potion. In case... My ass goes down. I wouldn't mind having one of you fuckers have one.
4: Oh,
3: is the troll still there? So the body, like, it, it's still smoldering.
4: Could, like, can it, we cut it open and, like, see if we could preserve any other organs in it? You,
3: um, you don't want to do that. Okay. Like, the troll's corpse has now burned essentially oh, okay. away. Yeah. Okay. And that
2: is what you do want. Yeah, he did. Uh, we get our healing potion. Good things. We need to find his hand. What an interesting idea. He'd already taken fire damage by the time the hand came off, so technically it wouldn't regenerate.
1: It might. Well,
2: so that would last for a time. Yeah, but when, it, when he's already taking fire damage when it came off. Now, had it came off before he took fire damage... Yeah, but, like,
3: the fire damage lasts for a while. And then when it stops, the regeneration starts up again. So, like, fire damage will last for that round. So, six seconds is what you bought. Can I go searching? Give me a perception hand? check. Twenty one. You
2: do not find a hand. Ooh. Sounds like he's not listening to cigar's
4: first. <laughs> I am up packing my things as quickly as I possibly can, uh, scoping out the direction from which the arrow was shot and maybe which which way might be the best way to take to uh, cut this person off at an angle, given the information Arthur has given me.
3: Um, you think it's gonna be kind of hard to figure out what angle to cut him off at. Because, okay. you know. But, I mean, you could definitely look for tracks. So, I'm gonna
4: have to go f- for the direct yeah. tracking approach. Okay. Yeah. Can we split? You can do
1: whatever you want, fam. I do not think that us splitting would be a very good idea.
3: Well, don't you have... Don't listen to her. She's a sorcerer. She doesn't know shit.
2: You should definitely walk off into the woods alone.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, that. No, I meant, like, groups. Like, if we're gonna split off. We uh, should stay together. We okay. should,
1: yeah.
5: <laughs> Where do you want to be? Hmm? What'd you say? Where do you want to be? Where do you need to go? I was saying if you wanted to cut him off,
4: like split.
2: Pinsir maneuver. I think we should just charge at him like an arrow. Kind of I- like what he just used to almost kill that guy over there.
1: I could probably, depending on how far away he is from us by now, maybe send a magic missile his way. I'm going to assume but- enough time has passed. Well, but I'm going to assume that he's probably far. You have far. to see him. Yeah, I was a big game.
3: We'll track them down. Let's go. So, the four of you hop up and begin your tracking. You're going to have to give me a survival check.
1: Ah, oh, fuck.
4: <laughs> 15.
2: I have a fucking plus 11 uh, of survival, and I rolled a 14. Wow. <laughs> I got 14
4: total. I'm a little overburdened yeah, right I, now.
3: I think you're riding adrenaline then.
4: I uh, rolled a one. Rightfully so, probably.
1: I rolled a natural one as well. So, you know.
4: Can I spend my Ember Stone? You
2: could.
1: But I also still have Ember both Ember Stones. I still have both for the session. You have, f-
2: yeah,
3: well, you have a floating one, and then you always get your one for yeah, the session. I just wanted so. to make sure.
4: <clears throat>
1: um, I'm also going to just go ahead and use one of those Ember Stones.
4: Okay. Turn it session. in.
1: Yeah, because I, I had two. may as well use the one on an important check like this. It was 16.
3: So, what was your t- what's your total?
1: 17. I have a plus one in survival, so it's really not that great. <laughs> yeah, you guys, like, you see,
3: like, kind of where he was, like, because he had set up a little ambush, but shortly afterwards, you lose his tracks in the forest.
4: It's like we start trekking up this hill, and I'm all about it, up until, you know, a good 30 yards in, and I realize the the vision's a little hazy. And I have to lean up against a tree, because I can't see the tracks anymore.
3: You think this guy is really good in forest?
1: This guy kind of... I don't know if I should say that because we don't really know that.
5: You say... uh, You got a theory about something? I mean... I'm kind of in and out over here. I can't really see well.
1: Do you remember the guy that we fought with the helmet that I have?
2: You mean the guy that... The helmet you're wearing?
1: Yeah, I wonder if maybe... Because the helmet works. It has... um, I don't know if I explain this to you guys. But I can um, communicate and control certain animals with it. So I'm curious if I were to try to see if wolves, because that's an animal I can control with that, that's the animal he controlled, would possibly be able to track down who we need. Not a bad
2: idea. Not gonna lie.
3: Give me a arcana check. 24. So you kind of, like, reach out using the one-horned helm. And you do find that there is a wolf nearby. And so, like, he kind of, like, pads into the clearing... Not like running up to you like a happy dog, but like steps into where he can seize the four of you mm-hmm. and is just kind of there. Like you've summoned him, but now you're wanting him to do something for you. Mm-hmm. So that's going to require a check of some kind.
1: Okay. What kind of check do I need to do?
3: Well, it's a social check of some kind.
1: It's a social check. So so
3: what's your approach?
1: Um, probably diplomacy, I feel like. Okay. Would be the best, or I guess, nature?
3: No, nah, nature's not gonna work. Um? It's it's either gonna be, like, diplomacy or intimidation. Yeah, I, really, that's gonna be it. You I'd rather,
1: yeah, I'd rather try a diplomacy check.
3: You can't really lie to a wolf, Because I, I can't
1: lie to the wolf, and honestly, like, am I intimidating? Yeah, but probably not to the wolf creature.
3: Well, yeah, it's all about the check.
1: Yeah. So, I'm gonna try and do a diplomacy check. Do you want me to roll first?
3: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean...
1: That is a 21.
3: So you kind of reach out and you're like, yeah, okay, I, I want, um, you know, see if you can track this guy down.
1: And I, do you still have the arrow, Will?
3: Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm going to take the arrow. I
2: save all the things I remove from it. I'm going to well, take. I know what kind of poison was used. I mean, there was some shit on it. just.
1: The... I'm going to take the arrow. Um, over to the wolf and have him sniff the back end where he would reach over for it to place it. Oh, hold, nice, nice, yeah. Um, where the feathers are at the back.
4: Maybe a little hand sweat on yep, there. Yeah,
1: exactly. So the wolf kind of
3: takes a sniffy sniff. Ooh, pretty rule. Cool. And starts trotting off into the forest.
4: Very well done. Thank you. I'm going to do my best to follow it.
3: All right, you guys begin tramping off after this wolf.
2: Uh, Segura mentioned that he was like having a little hazy vision, obviously probably a little blood loss. I basically just did like a basic, basic treatment of medical wounds. I'm mm. gonna hit him with just a first level heal from a role-playing standpoint to like, hit a little juice, baby.
3: <laughs>
4: well, A little well, something for the lung. <laughs> and
3: like, that, that clears up that like eyes going blurry, kind of fading in and out. You know, like, well, obviously would have like done what it took to heal any damage you took from the arrow, but like it's still, like, a fucking gaping chest.
2: <laughs> like, right. Yeah, like, I, I pulled the arrow out, like, scooped out the poison, stitched you up, and then he's like, oh, shit, but I did just take still a fucking arrow to long. and I was like, yeah, let me give you a little juice to the, speed up that process.
3: Magic uh, speeds up the process. And as you go through the woods, you come to kind of like a clearing, where there's a lot of, like, heavy underbrush and a ridge, uh, like a stone ridge, um, and the wolf just kind of, like, has stopped. And it's staring around, like it's trying to figure something out. Give me perception checks.
4: He, too, climbs trees.
2: <laughs> 23. I love how we always just, like, man, here's a canyon where everything's higher up on us and we're basically in a kill box. We're going to run right in.
1: 23.
2: A lot of you start hearing,
3: and about that time, like, the wolf looks at you, Minui, and then is like, I'm out, and hauls away. But then, like, kind of in the background, you're hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and it starts getting louder
0: <laughs>
3: And then figures start appearing on top of a rock
0: <laughs>
3: As three gnolls Appear over a rock And you have discovered a gnoll hunting party One's larger than the other It looks over the four of you And then points at Sigorum <laughs> Yeah, are worth a lot And we'll see what happens on the next episode of the Adventurers' Vault of Mountains tale. Quits or no, Chris, you become a liability,
0: (laughs) son. You are ruining us, Sark.